Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. Welcome to the Writing Worship Podcast, a place for kingdom-minded songwriters to grow in their craft and community. Welcome in. This is Eric Nordoff, and it is just me this time on the podcast because I have a special set of guests. I have a couple on today. It is Chris and Summer Sheely from Sheely Worship. They have quite a journey, and I don't know why I said yes to this interview request. Normally, we get quite a bit of requests to come on the podcast and and talk to us, especially from press agents, PR companies, publicists, etc., pitching people's music to us. And we rarely will will bring them in. It's usually by invitation. And usually what we're doing now is we're sharing conversations that happen inside of our writing club or conversations or messages that are taught at our live events like webinars that we host and conference live events or or any kind of speaking teach speaking and teaching opportunities that where uh, leaders experts worship songwriters people in the industry will come and speak and and we usually put those on but I don't know why I didn't know why at the time I said yes to this request but there was something about the messaging that I resonated with, that that I know our community, you, will resonate with. And I'm so glad I said yes. This is just me. This is my conversation with Chris and Summer. And you'll find out and you'll see the aha moments in the conversation where I felt that it was affirmed that the Lord actually gave us a divine appointment. And I don't want to spoil it, but there was some really beautiful moments here. Chris and Summer are a couple who have been high school sweethearts. They've been married for a long time. We never actually kind of made some jokes about it in this episode about how old they are. We never do give their age, but you can kind of figure it out. They have four kids. so But they've been, they've been doing ministry since they were in their high school years, since they met. And they have just a beautiful heart for prayer and worship and intimacy with with the Lord. And you can see that it shines through. And I, I think the thing that struck me about them is a line on their website, which says this, worship is breathing. Worship is living a life in communion with God every minute of every day. I resonated with that. Those are the types of people who I know you're going to be impacted by because if they are truly living that life, which they are, then there's going to be some incredible fruit that comes from it. We make it very complicated, don't we? 
we think there's there needs to be just the right moment and we need to do just this this and this and and there's like a three-step process no though no, that is the world's way it is not that complicated folks it is about intimacy with the father and out of that intimacy comes worship and worship is what envelops or I guess intimacy in, is enveloped in that time of worship. Uh, so I don't want to give too much away, but I think you're going to be very inspired by this conversation. You are going to experience some new things, maybe some new thoughts. And I know that's what you hope to get when you listen to a podcast. I think you're going to, the Lord's going to, Holy Spirit's going to stir. That's my prayer, at least, that it, He'll stir some new thoughts, some different perspectives, maybe His perspective on the way that you write and the way that you lead worship and how you might go about presenting yourself publicly even. So I don't want to give too much away. This is a beautiful conversation with a beautiful couple, Chris and Summer Sheely from Atlanta, Georgia. They are not currently on staff at a church, but they do attend a beautiful church there in the Atlanta area. It is actually the Bethel Atlanta Church there. and But they spend the rest of their time doing some ministry online, traveling around the country, and as you'll find, globally as well. They have a heart for two specific regions, one that I resonate with very, very strongly, and uh, I think you'll you'll find that moment to be really, really interesting too. All right, and then we finish uh, this episode by playing their new release, uh, a song called Your Presence, and it is a song that lives up to its name, honors his presence. It is a song written in his presence, and it was obviously something that really ministered to them first, but it was definitely something that we needed to hear as a church body. So let's get to it. My conversation with Chris and Summer Sheely of Sheely Worship. Well, I want to welcome Chris and Summer Sheely to the Writing Worship Podcast. Good to have you guys. Thank you so much for Hello. having us. Oh, we're so excited to be here. <laughs> and we should let the listeners know that you are sitting in a beautiful studio in the Atlanta, Georgia area. Yes. And and we are, I'm here, of course, in my studio in Nashville. And uh, we're able to just be able to connect this way. It's, it's, a, it's a huge blessing. Yeah. So tell me about Sheely Worship. How did you, how long have you been releasing music, writing together? Of course, you're a married married couple, been together, it sounded like 20 years. How long have you been worshiping together and how long have you been releasing music? Yeah, we've been worshiping together since day one. So literally 20 years. Summer's mom and dad were worship pastors at our church and I started off just playing drums or, or bass and well, she's on keys and we've done this since we were teenagers. High school. <clears throat> High school, yeah. Yeah. We're the... Real high school sweetheart story that you imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you you met in high school, which we won't say how long ago that was, but no, <laughs> but you can tell them all how young we look, right? Yeah, absolutely. I thought you're in your twenties. I definitely see you guys hey. in your twenties. It's hey, man, tough that's though. Jesus. Uh, that's right. It's the glow, <laughs> the glow of Jesus on your faces and their countenance. But you do have four children, so that kind of gives do. away. 
a little bit of time. <laughs> we do. We joke when we travel without our kids, people think we're really young. Mm-hmm. But then if we travel to do an event with our kids, we usually don't get any questions about our age. No. <laughs> it's a dead giveaway for kids, you know? Yeah. No, but you can have those quickly. So yeah, you could still be in your 20s. But either way, yeah. it doesn't matter. Uh, it's wonderful to have family because it can yeah. it can even broaden the horizons of your, your writing and your leading Definitely. of worship, for sure. Yeah. Yes. So what, what made you decide, of course, you've always been worshiping together since you met in high school and you were that, that couple that met in high school, were both creatives, musicians. Did you stand out where you grew up as unique? Was that different? And did you have a, an environment around you that supported that? Um, We did have an environment that supported that for sure. We didn't actually lead worship together straight away. I led quite a bit and I played and Chris would always um, support by playing instruments. So that's how it started out. But we had an excellent community, our church community, you know, youth group, college, um, surrounded by people that saw the hand of the Lord on our life in that way. Mm -hmm. But in our headstrongness and humanness. We did go to college and get a four-year degree, which no knock on that. It's amazing, but it wasn't in pursuit of ministry at all. Mm -hmm. You sort of ran from the whole thing, to be honest. (laughs) It just seemed too easy, you know, to, oh, well, we love to do music. We're, you know, decent at it. We should do that. No, we're going to try something else. (laughs) (laughs) So we did both go to college. The same school? Uh, the first two years, yes, and then we she went to finish a, a medical type degree, and I finished at the same school. Well, you know, it is kind of a, no knock on that because there is a lot of wisdom to having some other skill sets other than music, yes. right? Absolutely, Did it's a good up- combination, right? Yeah, to to combine some so business that's, and that's yeah. kind of one of the cool parts of our story is through our twenties, we did utilize our degrees. And for the most part, we were in corporate America. I worked in the hospital. Chris owned a business, worked in freight logistics. And we did that through most of our 20s. And when we turned 30, we just felt the Lord reel us in (laughs) really close and say, will you give me your full yes and do this with your whole life? And so we had, it was like a fork in the road. We had a decision to make of we're living really comfortably yeah. <laughs> with our, our jobs and our degrees and our, you know, our kids. We had three kids at that point. And the Lord said, do you trust me with everything? And we were like, absolutely. There was a little bit of, I'm not sure in there, mm-hmm. but. <laughs> uh, yes, it's for us, it's quick to and, and easy to say yes. Yeah. But walking that out is the journey, right? Right. Yeah. So from the age of 30 is when we went full-time and 100% just ministry, music, songwriting, recording. We actually started releasing music, to answer your earlier question, kind of around that point. Okay, yeah. yeah. When we turned 30, so. It was a really pivotal, again, we're not revealing ages here. This is going to be oh, a no. constant theme. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I tend to ask questions chronologically, so. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Everyone's- we jumped. 
jumped ahead on you, didn't we? No, no, it's good. It's great. I, you wanted, I wanted to know when you started that fork in the road, how hard yeah. was that in the first, let's say, two years <clears throat> to have full provision, to be receiving provision, doing ministry work, music ministry? It was actually a bit more of a slower uh, transition. Okay. Where she came out of the hospital on our third child. And my business just supernaturally covered the gap there. God mm-hmm. provided. Mm-hmm. And so I always held on to that as like a safety net because yeah. I could run my business two or three hours a day. We would be in London about to lead worship. I could do my job, jump on stage, lead mm-hmm. worship. Mm-hmm. It, it conflicted not at all. So great. So, in the natural. In the natural. Yes. But the real fork came a couple of years after we started receiving income from being on staff at a church mm-hmm. where God really then said, I need all of you. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you for a total yes. And I said, we said, okay, God, we'll do that. He literally, the next morning, I got an email from someone who wanted to buy my business. Wow. Um, and I hadn't told anybody. Mm-hmm. So I was able to sell my business in the, from that point. So that would have been close to six years ago. Mm-hmm. We were completely and totally ministry supported. And, so and the ministry be- support was, I don't need to get into all of your business, but that's just, okay. I, yeah, bring I, it on. I, I, we break, we're talking to people who <clears throat> most likely the listeners are in ministry in some form right. or capacity. Right. And so I, we always like to hear real, real stories. So yeah. were you then, fully supported by the sale of the business? Was that your provision from the world's yeah, perspective? No. Yeah, this is a great... I love telling the story. So nothing's off limits. Okay. Um, ask whatever you feel. Okay, good. We The sale of that business, the nature of the business was that it was basically about a year's worth of income. Mm-hmm. So it, it was a step of faith for us and we walked away from it. It was provision for a year, yeah. the sale of the business. And so at that point, we had provision for a year... We were on a part-time salary from where we were on staff. And then we were also um, itinerating. Yeah. And so it was just multiple streams. Mm-hmm. After that first year ended is when we really had to make the choice to step out and walk on the water. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to say yes and trust whenever you can make sense of things, right? Yeah. But whenever it goes beyond your understanding and what you can see, then it's really okay, you either believe in God or you don't. And this is where Mm -hmm. it gets real. Mm -hmm. And God really challenged us. He said, if there were no obstacles such as time and money, would you hesitate? Because those two things are one of the, or two of the greatest things that limit us on this earth. They don't exist in heaven. They don't exist in the kingdom, time and money. Mm-hmm. God doesn't operate on a timeline and he's not limited by yeah, the limitations of money. by money. And so that really challenged us personally, because those two things are pretty much like what will you make any major decision on in life, right? Mm-hmm. Is it the right time? Do we have enough money or is this a smart financial decision? All of those questions, which are real and they're good. And God does cause us to, to be wise and to steward. Right. But he challenged us in that season and said, those two things don't limit me. And so if you're trusting in me and you're stepping out on the water, you can't live inside those two 
boxes. And so we had to totally release control. And so it has looked different every year. There isn't a formula. The formula is we get up every morning and we resubmit ourselves to him and we resubmit our yes. Because let's be honest, like the journey as a disciple is some days it's easy to give your yes because you're flying high with the Lord and you feel him and you feel the abundance and you're on the mountaintop. And then some days you're hoping that you're not crazy and you're asking him to please show himself, right? Right. (laughs) This is real life. Right. So it's from the day to day. And so that's where you really begin to learn the journey as a disciple is it's an everyday yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't ever arrive at the accomplishment of, I gave him my yes and now we're just living on the mountaintop. This is it. Yeah. It's a day to day. And so that's what I would say for our 30s. Every year has looked different. The ask is almost increasingly, uh, how do I put it? It's just, I don't know. It's it's kind of exponentially gone up where we had the safety net of a business, the safety net of a full-time staff job at a church. Which and, we no longer have. Which we no longer have. Mm-hmm. So two years ago, when he asked us to move to Atlanta, he gave us this word. He said, move there and sing over the city. Mm. And I said, Lord, how does that provide for my family? Mm-hmm. <laughs> As a father of four at that point, and a husband, I feel that pressure. And music was always there. Like the travel was there, but I'd always had a safety net. Mm-hmm. The staff job became a safety net. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, walk away from it and trust me. Well, of course, I stretched a little bit and moved here and took a job. <laughs> Not a ministry job. Not a ministry job. A real moved- job. In now, your took skill you, uh, or profession. Uh, just right. a flexible kind of real estate sales kind of vibe job. We thought we'll just do this to have like a, you know, an extra stream. Another stream. Some did stability. you feel like you did that out of his will or were you good with, do you feel like he was good with that? Well, in the moment we thought we had his permission. We felt confident because God's, he's going to love us either way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, I think in, in retrospect, it was just his gentleness and his kindness that says, okay. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, we get this, things don't work out with that job. It kind of quickly goes sideways and it ultimately wasn't. We moved we had here, lived here about six months, six months. And we're like, this is not what it was supposed to be. Get this prophetic word from a stranger. He calls me on my cell phone. Say, Hey, Chris, <laughs> Every job that you say yes to is going to be another whale that spits you out like Jonah. Wow. God asked you to be in ministry. Will you trust him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is the latest iteration of Sheely Worship is we are donor supported in some ways. We have a 501. We travel to lead worship and we release music and we're partnered with a label and God has been very good. He sustained our family. It's a wild journey. So many stories. It. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, I want to I want to hear some of them. I want to focus on three things. I want to focus on your music ministry, your itinerant worship, where you lead, how that is structured. I also am very curious about what your writing process is. And I, I have a sense, based on reading a little bit about you and, see, and hearing your music. And by the way, I, I really want to play for the audience when we finish. We'll, we'll finish up with playing... If you don't mind, I'd love to play the whole yeah. song of your your presence, your new release yes. that just released yeah. uh, February 3rd uh, for the audience. 
I'd like to finish with that. But then I also want to talk about just what it's like working with a label and what your experience has been moving into that, because it sounds like that's a new thing for you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you've been releasing music up until then, up until now on your own independently. Is that right? Yes and no. We've we've had about seven-ish years of label relationships and Mm -hmm. through the organization we worked with before we actually helped run and lead the record label. Oh, okay. Um, And so that's in some way, that's what we're doing now with a partner. Okay. So yeah, we can get into that as well. Yeah. I'm really curious. Well, let's talk about your, your itinerant worship. Like what, what does that look like? What does that even mean? Since you're not full-time on staff, uh, how often are you traveling? How do you travel? And then how did you build your relationships? I know a lot of it is God, but I also would like yeah. to hear the stories, the miraculous sure. stories, et cetera, about how this all came about and how this grew. Yeah. I would say one of the most key things that has been a part of our itinerating is even the things that you don't understand and that you have questions about just trust the Lord because it can be unto things that you don't see yet. Mm-hmm. The relationship aspect yes. is everything. And our itinerating has built from kingdom relationships that we've had over literally over the last 15 years, yeah. people that we have worked with on staff or not on staff but whenever you are walking close with the Lord and your relationships are appointed and they're divine of the Lord, they stick with people. Mm-hmm. And throughout the years, people will call you. They will remember your relationship, even if you're not doing life together anymore. Mm-hmm. They'll say, hey, the Lord really dropped me or dropped you on my heart. Are you guys still doing worship? We're hosting this thing. Would you want to be a part? And it can be as as simple as that, but the things that have, I think, blown us away the most is sometimes it comes from relationships that aren't even current in your life anymore. It can be from things that you've done 10 years ago, but it's just highlighted to us how important it is the value in the kingdom of relationship and stewarding those relationships. And it really is the root of revival and advancing the kingdom. And so it's been beautiful to watch the Lord birth those. Yeah, I just, I'm always reminded of when we first started doing this and getting serious about it, Summer said, the Lord told her, Summer, don't ever pursue a platform. I'll give you every platform I I intend for you to be on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that's how we've pursued it. And we don't really advertise that we travel and we worship. It's literally God opening doors, like Summer said, through relationship. And organizations, part of our, part of what we feel called to is to help serve organizations finding their sound, their mm-hmm. worship sound and coming alongside through yes. the years, we've come alongside multiple different organizations for seasons and either help them raise yeah. up internally or weigh in on, you know, how they're doing worship at their events and God's just open yeah. doors. Yeah. That's really, really huge um, for what we feel God has asked us to do is awakening the sound in the regions. We believe that every region and even nation has a unique sound. The word says that all creation is groaning for the sounds of sons and daughters to be released. Mm. And that's a unique sound depending upon the region and the nation that you're in. 
And it is important to have those corporate songs that we sing and come together as a body and declare over our lands. But there is nothing more intimate to the Father than to hear those individual sounds being released from the houses and the lands and the nations that are birthed from within. Mm -hmm. So we love to go in and just help people in songwriting and in just birthing how to come together and make that sound come to life. And it's just a beautiful thing. We love it so much. You no doubt are familiar with a man named Ray Hughes. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. No doubt. All right. I, I don't. We were I, I there. Yeah. I didn't in, know uh, that. 2007 uh, with the shofar at the call. You remember that? Yeah. And, and we were there. No way. Well, I can sense a, a father's heart coming from both of, a father and, and mother's heart oh, coming from you. both of you. Seems like that is. And I can I can see the the imprint of Ray Hughes on your life and people like him. Uh, so uh, that means, that means more you. than you know. Thank you so much. Well, Ray has been a father to us and a grandfather to us, and um, we've taken two trips with him overseas. He talks a lot about the music of the land, and the, you know, yes, um, and we were so heavily influenced by him in what we do with writing worship in our community. So, yeah, it's affir- it's affirming for me to hear that. Wow, and to see so that good. in you guys. Wow, wow, <laughs> so you. good. I want to talk about your writing process, if you even have one, if you could kind of share with us how are songs birthed with Sheely worship? Okay. Because you write yeah. this, I, I ask you this because you write, worship is breathing. Worship is living yeah. a life in communion with God every minute of every day. Yes. So is that is that how songs are, are written as well? Sometimes. A lot of the time, yeah. Well, A lot of the times. Especially for Summer, I'll say that the majority of any song that she would write, it comes out during worship, while she's sitting and worshiping. And it's actually been a bit more challenging for her to write, like when we just go say, hey, let's go write a song. It has to be out of like the presence of God. The secret place. The secret place, yeah. I've learned... What the Lord does for me is I will get what I call song nuggets (laughs) in the secret place in those moments. And the more you write, the more you can quickly come to figure out, is this just something between me and the Lord or is this something that is meant to be birthed? So that's something that you fine tune and you only do that by doing it, right? But for me personally, when I get those song nuggets (laughs) in those in the secret place, in my worship times with the Lord, or even sometimes when we're leading in a place, just like the yeah. presence of the Lord will just come in so sweet in a place. And a, a phrase or a chorus, sometimes even just like one or two lines will begin to stir in my spirit. And I'll just begin to release it over the room because a lot of times it is a, it is a message from the Father's heart to the hearts in that room. And so I will quickly write it down when we get down off of the stage, if we're on the stage, and I'll just kind of shoot it over to Chris and say, hey, I want to work on this this week. Yeah. And and I love taking those nuggets and adding to, you know, that's my favorite way is to write is is when someone has started an idea and then I, I love helping bring it to completion. Have you ever taken think- our songwriter personality test? Oh. I haven't done that. No. You ought to go take it. I'd be really curious what you are. 
as a writer. I'm sure, Summer, you are hearing prophetic, maybe okay. a little oh, yeah. bit of content or melody, but uh, Chris, you most likely are concept as a writer because you like that to make sense. Yeah. yeah. You can see the bigger picture of a, of a song. Right. Yeah. Go take it. Songwriter personality test.com. Okay. But go, you yeah, were going to we'll say something that. else. You were going to say something else. Summer, I cut you off. I was just going to say, we have found whenever we're doing um, teachings on songwriting, one of the most influential things that has changed us in writing. And it's hard as a creative, as a writer, because you want to hold everything personal. Everything is sacred, right? (laughs) But as a writer, you learn really quick. The more you collaborate, the more beautiful it becomes because the kingdom is collaborative. (laughs) And so that is something that has really influenced our writing. We are confident in our ability to hear the Lord and a lot of times start a song. But whenever you are bold enough and brave enough to step out and do the collaboration and allow other people to speak in, then it becomes a bigger and more clear picture of the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that about collaboration as well. It's just, it's... And the Lord will highlight people for us. He will highlight people based on the song and, and what the message is through the song who to reach out to. Hey, reach out to this person and see if you can set up a session this week to finish the song. And so that's been a beautiful thing too, is just see God develop those relationships in writing and you begin to sort of know, oh, it's this kind of song. Let's reach out to this group of people. But now we're so quick to just want to collaborate. You know, used to when we first started, it's like, oh, you want to start and finish the song. And then here's my song, baby. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But God's really just undone that in us and say, yes, here's the song, baby. Now, will you trust me to complete it? Yeah. And yeah. it's so, so beautiful to watch other people just finish that out and it, and see it actually become more complete. Yeah. It's beautiful. Have you ever kind of flowed in the uh, prayer house or IHOP type of environment? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've never been to IHOP specifically, but yeah, Summer's dad that was his vibes. And so we kind of cut our teeth as worshipers with him doing that just at the, in the home even. And one of our favorite things that we do is every week we do a basically prayer set from our home. And we started that, uh, COVID. yeah, during COVID 2020. Whenever we were doing church from home, we were still on staff at that point. So, you know, we were doing everything from home and live streaming it. Yeah. And so we honestly, on that note, it's probably been one of the most fruitful things that we've done since we started it in ministry. We get, even financially, like those sets, like in the messages we get <laughs> from literally all around the world, people finding them on YouTube. I'm like, this feels like God is into this, this thing. So uh, it's we do that every week without fail. And it's just a yeah. picture I feel like of what everyday worship can look like. And whenever you live a life like we do, where sometimes you're on a small stage, sometimes you're on a big stage, sometimes you're on no stage. <laughs> and so what is worship, right? And the Lord asked us whenever we started doing that in 2020, it was, you know, for our church, for the job. But as it began to fade away, the Lord said, will you continue to do this no matter what? 
And we didn't know at that point that we were going to be stepping away from our staff job. And so that's been a really cool thing to watch play out for yeah. Sheely Worship. And just no matter what the ebbs and flows are, we release, it's called Daily Bread. Yeah. Because we feel like that's the journey that God's had us on, especially these last two years. He said to me two years ago, he said, Summer, you've lived most of your life focused on all the words that you've received and trying to figure out how they're going to come to pass and how you're going to get there, that you've missed understanding me as the daily bread. And if I'm not enough for you in today, then I'll never be enough for you when you think you get to where you want to go. So that really shook me. And so that's been part of our journey the last two years is coming to know him as daily bread. Sometimes it's tangible and sometimes it's, you know, manna from heaven. It can look different ways, but it is, is he enough today? Yeah. And what does that look like? And so that's what we call, it's our daily bread. And so every Tuesday night we post a new daily bread and it's just prayer and worship from our home. Uh, is the idea that people can go back to it on a daily basis and yeah. continue to worship for the week with that same <clears throat> set and yeah uh, or and yeah is it how many are up now uh, oh man we've been doing it for um Two and a half years. over a hundred uh, over a hundred up there mm-hmm. there there's some of them up on Spotify and Apple music and all that they really all existed on the tribal app that was the whole beginning launch for them when that app was live ah. we were we were sending content right and left but i think our ideally we'd love to do it multiple times a week uh, when we get a location set up because we we do desire to start a house of worship that's mm. a bit more frequent mm-hmm. um but right now it's once a week this year we hope to go to twice a week yeah so but we've heard from people that they rewatch the same one over and over and they're still watching the ones from a year and a half ago. So, or you'll find one that just really connects with your heart, and your spirit, and you'll you'll circle back to it. How do you do those? Do you plan much, or are you literally writing songs, or songs are being are you're hearing songs, songs of heaven, and yeah. you're just singing what you're hearing? It's a mixture both. of a lot. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the plan is is to give God that time, and and sometimes. He lays songs on our heart, but some of the songs we've actually recorded on records were birthed in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just an ebb and flow. Of- I would say typically we come with some scriptures that are on our heart and at least one song Yeah, as a starting place. And sometimes we actually start with it and sometimes we don't, but that's about as much planning that yeah. goes into it because our heart is really that we just allow the Lord to steward the time. And our only plan is to sit at his feet and behold him. I love that. Tuesday nights, what time? Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern. Eastern. Okay. Kids are in bed? Kids are in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they are. Kids are in bed. Uh, Yes. They go to sleep to the sound of mom and dad worshiping. (laughs) Oh, yes. There's no no Uh, greater compliment than to fall asleep to you guys. Yes, that's yeah. it. We love it. Have they picked up the the love of that of worship? Do you do that as well at home? Just curious. Yeah. We do. We do. It looks different, you know, depending upon the season. I know for the month of November, the Lord laid it on our heart 
to worship and do communion together as a family three times a week. Mm-hmm. So um, we really were intentional to do that every single week, yeah. three nights a week. And the kids will sing and like hear yeah. and see things. You can. I was going to say, it's just dependent on their inner, or, uh, attention span. Yeah. Right. And so our six-year-old loves to worship and she's very, you know, animated, but it's, she's got 10 minutes tops in her, yeah. you know, right. and our, our, our 11 year old son is he's over there just getting pictures. He'll like you know, lay down on the floor for 20 minutes downloads. and he's like ready to go. And yeah. he'll tell us what he saw, you know? So it's really fun. It's an exercise we do as a family, but it never looks the same really. Yeah. That's really our one goal as parents is that our kids leave our house knowing how to hear the voice of the Lord. Yeah. Because if you can hear the voice of the Lord, you'd be all right. Everything's okay. Yeah. And you can always circle back and recenter yourself. So that's, we just try to keep that a regular exercise in our home is that we interact with the Lord and do exercises on just hearing him and seeing him and what is he showing you today. And sometimes it's through worship and sometimes it's just in conversation, but it's just so that it's like everyday life. Yeah. That's beautiful. I hope that our listeners, their big takeaway is just how simple it is. I think we tend to put too much uh, pressure on a moment or a time of worship, especially if it's not something that's regular or consistent. The thing I keep hearing from you is it's like breathing. Everything yeah. that you're doing equates back to the simplicity of Yahweh, you know, the yeah. breathing yeah. aspect of, of <clears throat> life, and it's not complicated. You know, Chrissy does a thing. Chrissy's every day, she breathes in the morning. She does not miss her psalmy. So she will sit right here in the room. She'll open up a psalm and she will begin to sing what she reads, you know, sing what she sees. And sometimes, most of the time, it's just for her and the Lord. Sometimes she'll get a nugget, like you said. Yeah. (laughs) She'll, she'll take that. She'll go into a writing room and we have the benefit here in Nashville of having regular co-writing and collaboration is natural. Oh yeah, it's amazing. We're, we're trying to introduce that to our community. You know, it's just the idea yeah. of, and that's one of the reasons I was I resonated with you is you seem to be big advocates for collaboration, like you said. So so yes. much, yes. yeah. Uh, but it's it goes back to so many people skip the steps or skip ahead, and like you said, you know, they they when you do get to the destination that you want to get to you're not going to be able, it's not going to be as fruitful or you're not going to be as ready. Um, and it's not going to be as meaningful as when you just do this every single day with me. Yeah. And, uh, and so I've seen that play out in Chrissy's writing life. And, uh, I very much sense that you align with our heart to worship first in everything that we do when it comes to writing. It all stems from, daily worship with the Lord and not trying to write, you know, another thing that we have is right. like five, five types of worship songs. One yes. is just you and the Lord just for God, or maybe this one is for you, you know, or this one is right. for someone, one other person. Uh, maybe this is for your church to sing. 
And then, yeah, there is a number five where the world might get to sing it, but you never go into a writing experience or to a psalming thinking I'm going to, she's going to write a number five. It's yeah, always no. for the yeah. Lord. It's always That's for it. him. Yeah. That's it. hundred percent. Yeah. We tell our kids this worship is just hanging out with Jesus. Mm. He made you cause he wants to be with you. Yeah. 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 Don't make it more than it is. You don't worship because you have to. You worship because you get to. Mm-hmm. We're just hanging out with Jesus. So that's really how we try to live and and walk it out and just live in a place of beholding him. And yes, it's it's how we try to write as well. Like we all know it's God's church. Like it's his his girl, his bride. Only he can take a song and take it around the world. So it's not even up to us. We can steward our our skill sets and do our best to do something beautiful for him, but it's just up to him. Yeah. It's, it's his hand on it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's leads me naturally. I want to finish our conversation and I feel like I could talk to you a lot more, but uh, I want to finish our conversation talking about your presence, the new song that uh, released February 3rd of this year. We're talking before the song releases, but we're talking as if it's already released uh, because (laughs) this episode will come out in February. But talk about that because it does seem like that was a song that was birthed out of a daily bread time or an intimate time of worship. Uh, Just talk about that. It was. It was. Actually, our family had the honor of spending five weeks this past September in Glasgow, Scotland. No way. Yes. yes, we worked with a, a ministry, Global Prophetic Alliance, for five weeks, serving their worship team, doing a lot of writing with worship leaders all around the UK. So that song was... Uh, we were in some writing sessions. We were in some writing sessions, and we linked up with an amazing, amazing worshiper. But you're right. It was more from a daily bread... Yeah, atmosphere. Yeah. ...approach, because we sat down with just the, <laughs> let's write a song... Because that's what you do in writing sessions. And none of us, like we were about 20 minutes in and kind of working on something. And then we were like, I'm just not feeling this. Like, I don't. Let's just worship. Let's just worship for a minute. <laughs> and it was immediate. Like yeah. he just started playing the guy that we wrote yeah, it with. Say, Daniel. His, his name is Daniel Robinson. Uh, look him up. He is an amazing worshiper of the Lord. But he just started playing this tender melody on the keys. And we were just worshiping. And it just started coming out of our spirit. Your presence. I was made to be in your presence. I can't live without your presence. Jesus, you're my one thing. Mm. And it was within about probably five or 10 minutes. And almost the whole song was written. And you know, (laughs) most of them don't do that. They don't come together like that. But it is such a special moment when they do. And we just felt the kiss of Jesus in the moment. It was definitely, it was a gift from him. You know, mm-hmm. for where we were in our life, where Daniel was in his life, and the bridge is, oh, how I need you. Mm-hmm. It's like, we do, we need Jesus. So it yeah. was really a special time. Yeah. Yeah. I sense just such a strong anointing when I was listening to that song today on my way Thank to you. our conversation. Thank you. And, uh, you know, you don't know this, but my son is currently in Glasgow. As no a wow. student at the University of Glasgow, he's doing oh, a semester wild. abroad. Oh, that's amazing. We have very close friends of ours in Edinburgh 
um, yes. who own a castle out there uh, <laughs> that we go to and we partner Come on. And Braid has taken us throughout Scotland. So we, again, Scotland, there is a, there is a bridge yeah. between wow. Scotland and this yes. region. So yes, not surprising. <laughs> I wonder if Chrissy has met Daniel. We know another beautiful lady named Allie McFarlane. Allie McFarlane. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're actually going to see her this weekend. Yeah. Are you? Where? We leave for London Friday night. And then no we're way. flying out to Glasgow. Yes. So she was a part of that whole riding group. We worked with her while we were there. Yeah. She we're going to do a she, thing with her when we get over there in May. Oh, uh, that's beautiful. But you're going to be there. So I need to have Caden, my son, make sure to come to your <laughs> event if you're if it's open to that. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you'll have to give me all the deets. After yes. we get off this call. 100%. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, we will do that for sure. That's Such so fun. I love it. Yeah. Great. Are you just the two of you or are you taking the whole family back? Just the two of us this time. It's a little uh, bit of a shorter trip, a 10-day yeah, trip. 10 day. And, and what, do you, what will you be doing there? We are bookending the trip in London, leading worship at a couple different churches that we really love to see. I mean, we just mm-hmm. love the family there. Mm-hmm. But on our label side of our job, we're going up to Glasgow to the church and we're going to record an album with one of our best friends and favorite worship leaders on the in planet. In the UK. His name is Steve Teb. Mm-hmm. We're going to record a project for him that hopefully will be coming out uh, oh. late spring actually. Oh. On this one, yeah. Hopefully late spring, spring yes. early summer. So that's why we're going up to Glasgow because we've got friends there to record it and produce it. Video. Will it be a live, a live EP or a it, studio? It will, yeah. Yep, okay, live. so you, you'll have to give us the details because I love Chris. Okay. Uh, Caden and uh, yeah. I know he's already met or talked with Allie a little bit. Um, oh but, yeah, that would be so easy. Then we could have him in. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's so, so cool. interesting that we have that connection too. How often do you that. travel outside of the U.S.? Quite a bit. Twenty nineteen, it was three or four times ish a year, maybe three times a year. No, because Toronto. What? Oh, yeah, it was more than that. Oh, Probably wow. half a dozen. <clears throat> but we feel like the Lord has highlighted two bridges for us and one is to the uk london and glasgow yes. and the other is to south america mm, mm. Um, and we've had some confirming words with those and so we're just leaning into all of our relationships mm-hmm. um, in those areas and just watch the door the doors open and in god's timing and it's mm. so fun like the kingdom of god is so fun like he it makes is. connections <laughs> that you could never do on your own exactly so that's the flip just like side we're doing of, now just right. Now, yes. <laughs> That's the flip side of, you know, you give your yes and it's a full life of faith. But your life so beautiful. has these series of events that you could never do if you didn't give the yes. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Like the yes to this interview. I was like, I don't really know these guys, but somehow I resonate <laughs> with them. So yes. Thank you so, oh, so much Lord. for having us. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, let's wrap this up. I would love for everyone to experience his presence by listening to your new song, Your Presence. Maybe this is just the first of many ways that we'll connect, but I'm yeah. just certainly grateful for the Lord giving us this time together. And yes, um, I just pray a blessing over you and your ministry and your Thank trip you so this, this week to London and Glasgow and uh, just greater fruit, greater yeah. multiplication of, of blessing and furtherance of your ministry and doing his work 
And I, I pray yeah. that we've inspired people to say yes daily yeah. to yes. him uh, yes. in whatever he is leading them to do. Yes. Yeah. Thank in you Jesus so much. Name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys, Chris and Summer Sheely of Sheely Worship. Let's play your presence and uh, we'll put all the links to everywhere people can learn more about you and connect with you, including the YouTube channel where they can yeah. connect with you on the Daily Bread on Tuesday nights. And um, for now, let's, uh, let's finish by uh, playing your presence. Presence, I can't live without your presence, my ear. 
that was as meaningful for you as it was for us. If you're a songwriter and you're resonating with any of what you heard today, we'd love to get to know you more and introduce you to some folks in our community. All of our podcast interviews and guest lectures come from either our Writing Club monthly breakouts or our annual Writing Worship Conference. Check out the show notes to learn how to get more involved with Writing Club, our mentorship taught by our founder, Chrissy Nordoff, or stuff we talked about in today's episode. Find us on Facebook at the Writing Worship Community, on Instagram at writingworship.co, and our website, writingworship.co. We love meeting new folks and supporting songwriters, so be sure to stop in, say hello, and get to know us a little bit. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now, it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, drumroll here please, (laughs) our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation, You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. 
If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.